a blast from our past network. Hot ride? Hot ride! Hello, Newman. This is so f***ing good! Nothing for you! These pretzels are making me thirsty! Not that there's anything wrong with that. Serenity now! He's a re-gifter! Well, let's start the insanity. Giddy up. Welcome to Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. We are giving you every single episode of Seinfeld. As we watch them, we are two super fans. I'm Adam. And I'm Corey. And this episode, we are going to talk the <laughs> heart attack. Ah, help me. I'm coming to do, to meet you, Jessica. Uh, maybe not the right show. <laughs> was that your red fox? <laughs> yes, that was my red fox. Was I close? <laughs> I know. I don't know what that was. <laughs> it was that. Jessica? Was that who he was always talking to? <laughs> uh, it was something like that. <laughs> my God. Well, it's a good thing we're not doing a Sanford and Son podcast. Uh, yeah, I, they would. Nobody would listen to us. They, would, I would do my first one Red Fox rendition, and people would just tune out. This is it. Uh, this so, is the yeah. big one. It's happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. This episode is season two, episode eight. It aired on April twenty fifth, nineteen ninety one. Corey, my man, give us the synopsis. Yes, sir. The heart attack. George's false alarm heart attack lands him in the hospital for a tonsillectomy. He visits Kramer's holistic healer, but experiences a downfall of alternative medicine. All right. Uh, And to start off this episode, we are going to, as we typically do, we have a stand-up bit. Yes. Yes, sir. (laughs) Yet again. Um, This one (laughs) is a good one. This one I really enjoy. Jerry talks about uh, being an adult, and he basically relates it to, he's like, I love being an adult because I can eat as many cookies as I want, and I can just ruin my appetite, and sometimes I, I do that, and I call my mom, and I'm like, look, I ruined my appetite with cookies, and then he's like, but as an adult, we know that another appetite is right around the corner. I This is one of my probably all-time favorite Seinfeld stand-up bits from the show. I... I still hear it, you know, today. People still mention it. So I, it, this was a good one. I was I was really tickled by it when I when I was like, oh, yeah, this is this one. Oh, yeah, cool. I love it. The cookies one, the adult cookies one. Okay. I, 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 I don't have the same uh, love for this stand-up bit as you do. I thought it was, I thought it was okay. Sure. <laughs> to each their own. Just just like cookies, to each their own. <laughs> just like, yes. Yeah. So what, what is your kind of, what's your favorite kind of cookie? Oh, dude, I was always an oatmeal raisins guy. Raisins... <laughs> Should not never be in anything ever. Like I hate when raisins are in cookies. I hate when they're in cake. They should not make carrot cake is delicious. Carrot cake with raisins is an abomination. For some reason, I like the chewiness of the raisin in a cookie, but I do not like the raisins like in anything else. I don't like raisins in salads. I like raisins by themselves and raisins in oatmeal cookies, and like that's it. I don't even like chocolate covered raisins. I mean, if I have to pick my favorite cookie, I think I go with uh, with like with a no bake cookie. Did you do you have you had those? What is that like when you just eat the dough? No, no, I mean that's that's just cookie dough. But no bake cookies are kind of like this mix of like there's chocolate, you typically peanut butter, some oats, 
so there is some oatmeal in there as well as coconut. Uh, and they all kind of like you mix together on the stovetop and then you plop them and let them dry. They're not like a traditional cookie, but you know, my grandmother used to make them and, and you'll find them in stores and whatnot. But they're very heavily on like the oatmeal and coconut. And I'm a big coconut fan as well as like, you know, chocolate and peanut butter. They're they're perfection. Question, is that a southern thing maybe? Uh, I don't think so. My grandmothers aren't, aren't from the south even oh, okay. though I live in the south. So um, I wouldn't call it that, but I have seen them in stores there. So, but if you want to go with like my traditional cookie, I like Snickerdoodle. Fun to say, fun to eat. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, if you're a Seinfeld fan, the black and white cookie, of course. Yeah. Oh, that is going to, oh man, I had a black and white cookie just this weekend. Uh, fuck, I took a picture of it and I was going to post it and I forgot to, um, but I, I was out with uh, my sister and we were having, we were meeting up for brunch and we went to like this bagel place and a kick-ass bagel that I had, uh, you know, with a big kind of a bagel sandwich. But as we got up to the top, they had a black and white cookie, a whole bunch of them. And I was like, oh, fuck yes. I am, I'm ruining my diet just to eat a black and white cookie. And it was well worth it. And, and you're, you're an adult, so it's okay. So you can eat as many <laughs> cookies as you want. See, the stand-up <laughs> is perfect. It's absolutely perfect. All right, fair enough. Okay, let's get into the episode. At the apartment, uh, Jerry sees something ridiculous in the middle of the night. It's obviously some crazy B-movie going on, and there's a, a line, you know, that, that he obviously kind of finds funny. Uh, and, you know, at one point he jots it. He kind of wakes up and jots it down. But obviously, to famously, I feel, this is the first time we see Larry David. Larry David is the person who played that character who said whatever the hell he said, um, and he's dressed up in, like, this spacesuit kind of thing. It's just kind of a weird sci-fi B-movie, and it's just Larry David shouting to this guy. But I feel like <laughs> this this scene and this cameo is a really famous cameo now. Yes, the, this one and him is, the you know, with the cape and everything, but I'd say mm-hmm. this one's probably the more famous of all the Larry David cameos, and it was nice because I was actually watching it with subtitles this time for the first time, so I, I could actually see what he was saying, and he was like, you know, the globes of fire and Sigmund mm-hmm, yeah. Sigmund, and I was like, oh, that's what he's saying. I never understood the Sigmund part. I didn't, I, ne- I didn't hear that yeah. before. Um, but it's great. I love that that whole little scene. Exactly, it's much funnier because no one is going to be paying attention that early into the episode. And so I think they're kind of banking on that. And they're also banking that most people aren't watching with their closed captions on. And so the whole show, this whole episode kind of banks off the premise that the, even the audience doesn't remember whatever the hell that crazy guy was saying on the TV show. Yeah. Just like Jerry, we were, we are Jerry in this episode. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so we're at monks and, uh, we're still really not at their official booth yet. We're kind of still in the back of monks at this point. Uh, but George uh, brings in his own cucumber, which I thought was funny to add to his salad. I just, George being very weird, he likes cucumber and it doesn't come in his salad. My, my question was, did that look like a big salad to you? <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> it looked like a normal size salad. It looked like a normal, okay, normal size salad. But it's just, I don't know, just kind of George being weird, being kind of George on his own. I would never bring a cucumber to a restaurant. No. Like, if the salad didn't come with it, I would just, okay, I would eat it the way it was or not order it again. But I, I guess it is different. Like, when you're in New York like that, you kind of eat out a lot and you kind of go to your same place over and over again. So maybe it's a thing that New Yorkers yeah. do. I, I don't know. It's weird. It is weird. Um, also, because we know that later on in the show, you can't bring any, you know, um, uh, any other condiments and use them in that restaurant. 
because that was a whole thing in a different episode. Yep. So, yeah. So, but I guess you can bring uh, different vegetables. Well, he, okay he did it. sneak it in. He did. You could tell, like, yeah. he, he pulled it out when she walked away. Okay. Well, that, sound, right. that sounded sexual. <laughs> <laughs> he pulled out his cucumber when she walked away. Yeah, okay. You're making it worse. <laughs> All right. So uh, Jerry's got the the little note, you know, from his uh, little comedy writing notepad and he cannot read the writing. You know, he can't he can't tell at all what the hell it says. And they're trying to read it. You know, he's like, uh, does it say, you know, fax me some halibut? Uh, you know, they're just you know, funny, weird phrases that they're trying to figure out what the hell he wrote and he find is so funny to potentially add to his act. And at this point, George is, uh, I guess, you know, the heart-healthy salad is not all that heart-healthy for him because he thinks he's having a fucking heart attack right now. Um, And, you know, Jerry's like, oh, my God, he knows it's bullshit because he knows that George watched this show on PBS called Coronary Country uh, and that, you know, George saw that and it's kind of like how people look up WebMD nowadays and like they see the worst shit and they're like oh my god that's what I have uh, George is so uh, such a hypochondriac that he thinks he has that same kind of shit and so he watched Coronary Country now he feels he's having a heart attack um, I, I and, like the yeah. fact that they address that Jerry saw it in the TV guide and then called George to tell him not to watch it <laughs> I, 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 I love their friendship I love how like in tune mm-hmm. they are with each other he's like I know George can't it's like but then him telling them about it just sort of made him watch it anyway so they're kind of like yeah. they're not great for each other all the time but they're and, and you know they are kind of aloof sometimes but the, george and jerry always care about each other that that is always yes. a given even though they they shit on each other and they make fun of each other and they give each other a hard time george and jerry are are very very close yeah uh but before we leave the restaurant we have to get one quick little um you know uh, more uh, repetition, uh, a reaffirmation about just how cheap George is because, because he gets the check. And even though he thinks he's having a heart attack, you know, he wants to try and correct the check. He's like, I think you made a mistake on the check. Yeah. And Elaine's like, what the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, that was funny. <laughs> yes. Uh, all right. So we are at the hospital and George is like, oh, you know, hooked up to all the machines. He's got a little oxygen thing coming out of his nose or whatever, all that kind of shit. Um, and, you know, he tells some random person on this other side of the curtain uh, about the only other time that he was in a hospital was when he had his tonsils out and that he never got his ice cream. Boo hoo. Um, the doctor uh, who's kind of in a rush doesn't even like talk to George at the, at the moment. He kind of swings by and tells Jerry outside, oh, your friend didn't have a heart attack. Uh, you know, he's just uh, he's fine. Um, you know, and he'll come in in a minute. And Jerry, being the perfect <laughs> friend that he is, uses this as an opportunity to fuck with George, as any one of us would, because mm-hmm. this is yeah. how this is how guys are. There's no <laughs> th- there's no danger now, so I can give you as much shit as I want to yeah. give you because it's your fault. But I mean, if, if mm-hmm. obviously George did have a heart attack, you know, Jerry would he would care. But you know what? This is this is how dudes are. You know, this is it. And uh, but I do love how Jerry goes. Do you want me to go get you a Superman comic? Another, another more on the nose reference, yes. obviously, but another sort of driving the nail home that that these guys read comic books. At, now, at the time when this came out, I think that was more to signify that they are man childs, you know. Uh, but yeah, na- nowadays, you know, adults 
perfectly fine reading yeah. comic well, books. That's what's funny, you know. Yes, and, and I think it's also kind of a bit of a throwback, as you could call them man child, but a throwback to you know, oh, they're friends. You know, they obviously probably read superman comics together when they were younger and so jerry's just kind of like you know nonchalantly just kind of saying like oh hey buddy you want me to make you feel better like when you were a kid uh and then he kind of pulls out the the superman comic line um which i I think is yeah it's funny it's good works in in multiple different levels um but uh jerry uh, is now kind of shifting into i'm gonna fuck with you mode and he starts making dibs on jerry on george's shit you know and his stuff right in front of him and at first george is like what why why would you do that and then he's kind of like all right you know what fine i'll just you're probably right i'm just gonna you know, just just kill me man just fucking end it now uh, and we get we get you know a fantastic scene this is like a clip show scene when jerry uh you know grabs a pill and is like wait wait you know how like this, and he grabs the pillow and shoves it on, on George's head, trying to like suffocate him. And, and I, it is it's just perfect. I love the exaggerated motions that Jerry's making mm-hmm. when he's like moving his body back and forth. I mm-hmm. laugh out loud every single time I see this scene, and it's a complete clip show scene, like you said. Especially when uh, was it Elaine walks in next, and he's like, "Oh, Elaine," and he takes you know the, the pillow off. What are you doing here? Like, what are you doing here? And then he kind of like. Like, just shoves it behind George's head. Yeah. That entire scene, that entire interaction right there is just gold. And it's gold because you can tell that Jerry Seinfeld, the actor, is having a great time doing it. That's why mm-hmm. it works so well. I absolutely agree. Uh, Jerry kind of goes over and kind of whispers to Elaine that, you know, George is fine. He didn't have a heart attack. Uh, And so she kind of getting into the game and she's like, okay, I'll fuck with him too. And uh, she tells him a line, which I really, which I like kind of fits in with her character. She says, is anybody getting your apartment? Which kind of throws back previously to other times where she is trying to get an apartment. It just fits really well with her character. Yeah, that was something they, I think they tried to push more of her character thing early on. But yeah, it's nice that it kind of comes back, but I, I feel like they've they've backed off on the whole her trying to find another mm-hmm. apartment thing. Yeah, it's not every episode anymore. <laughs> yeah, but it's nice that they keep that consistency with the character. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, so the doctor walks in, and he and Elaine are having some sexual tension that's going on. Uh, apparently, what the doctor tells George is that his tonsils have grown back. <laughs> uh, even though they were removed previously, they've grown back. Um, which I I think is just funny. It's just something that just kind of puts another you know just emphasis about you know what a what a shit show George's life is, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, and but if and but that's also something that'll come back later because he talks about how the first time he had his tonsils removed, he didn't get any ice cream, and you could tell that he's mm-hmm. like still like holding it as a grudge. He's like, yeah, I didn't get yes. any ice cream then. <laughs> yeah, yes, <laughs> totally fixated um, on it. Yeah, he is. Uh, so Elaine is flirting, flirting hard with the doctor, and we get uh, one of you know just a fantastic line in my opinion, and most of it's delivery from Jerry, uh, where he you know uh, they they're telling each other, oh I couldn't uh, you know hang out with tonsil people because you know I, they're just flirting, and he's like, well I couldn't hang out with no tonsil people or whatever it was back and forth, and Jerry's like, well isn't it like the Capulets and the Montagues? It's just <laughs> it's it's. I feel like it's something, you know, you or me would say when we're fucking with each other, and it's just, it's awesome. Yeah. I, I love the way he says it. Yep. A hundred percent agreed. Uh, Kramer comes in, and he's all, like, really fucking excited about the cafeteria food. <laughs> just very, this is a very Kramer kind of thing, I feel. He says, he goes, he's like, it's like a Sizzler's opened up a hospital. <laughs> I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, and Kramer, ultimately, you know, he doesn't trust the, uh, you know, medical fields and, and the medical, um, you know, company and doctors in there, uh, the way that they heal people. He is trying to get George to go do uh, a more, you know, I don't know, a more... Uh, holistic approach and you know he's telling him you know don't don't let him cut you he tells him about his friend bob sacramento uh who apparently had a, bo- a bad botched surgery um and you know and now he talks like this uh <laughs> and shit like that um but you know it's always good always love a bob sacramento reference which i can't remember if we've had before yet or not yeah and i wrote that down is this our first one i i wasn't i think it might be actually the first time you mentioned some very very possible but it, it definitely becomes one of those never seen but always named, you know, side characters. Mm-hmm. There's there's a few of them in the pantheon of Seinfeld side characters where you don't ever actually see them. But, I mean, I know that name like the back of my hand, you know, because you, you've yes. heard it so many times at this point <laughs> if you've watched Seinfeld. So I'm sure there's somebody out there, maybe it's on YouTube, um, who's like cut together every little bit of Bob Sacramento. I'm so curious what has happened in Bob Sacramento's life. I want to get all of those clips together and find out, you know, see if we can piece together this dude's <laughs> life from hearing it secondhand from Kramer because we hear about him so much. What if, what if, what if our, pa- our Patreon exclusive is like a whole, like more like a true crime Seinfeld show yeah. where we basically <laughs> dig into these side characters and find out what the hell happened to their lives? Yes. Done. Done. We're going to do some real research. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So Kramer tells him he should go see his friend Tor Ekmond and or Ekman. And we get a fantastic line. This is probably my favorite line of the entire episode where it's kind of a back and forth where Jerry is like, you know, I thought he was in prison. And Kramer's like, no, he's out. He got out. <laughs> he got out. <laughs> and it's it's not like, oh, no, he was never in prison or he was innocent. Or it was like, no, he got out. You know, he did his time or, or he escaped or some shit like that. And it's like, oh, wow, okay. Uh, it does not it just, instill it, it, a lot of confidence. No. no, it does not. But with even with or without that confidence, George is going to opt for the holistic approach because as opposed to a $4,000 surgery – uh, he wants to spend only 38 bucks. I love the way George, he's like, uh, so how much do you think this will be? Yes, Jerry, you know, to be in the hospital. And Jerry's like, I don't know, like, you know, one one night, an operation, and like four grand. And George's like, and points to Kramer, how much is that going to be? And he's like, $38 for, you know, first visit. And he's like, you know what? I feel like holistic approach is really what works for me. It's totally mm-hmm. in line with, with George's character completely. Yeah, very much so. Uh, so... We are at this holistic healer's apartment. Uh, George is uh, talking about his orgasms for some reason. You know, he's talking about how he he's never had just a medium orgasm. It's been weird. And Jerry Jerry bounces back. Uh, I've never had a really good pickle. <laughs> it's just. <laughs> It's a weird, weird conversation, but it is funny. But perfectly Seinfeld. It's a perfect example of Seinfeld. (laughs) It is. Uh, And so we meet the Medicine Man, and it is played by Stephen Tobolowski. Yes, dude. Tobolowski, whatever, however you pronounce it. Yeah, from uh, from, I know famously personally. uh, No, I don't know him personally. Sorry. Uh, I know him famously from Groundhog's Day. That's where I kind of always uh, Ned the Head. Um, Ned. Needle-nosed Ned. <laughs> Needle-nosed Ned. Um, but, uh, dude, I, I always know him from that. And he, 
uh, you know, we'll talk about more after at the end, but he, everything he does in this scene, everything is gold. Absolute Mm -hmm. gold. As Banya would say, gold, Jerry, gold. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Steven Tobolowsky is an all time, one of the greatest character actors. He has been in so many different things. Uh, He is just absolutely fantastic. Um, You know, in this show, he's a weird dude and he is saying some weird shit uh, as he's doing, performing his, you know, little holistic biopsy or whatever on on George and he kind of blows in his face at one point um, and we get what I think is kind of interesting is we get a little we get that we hear that inner monologue from Jerry which we haven't heard in a long time yeah it is a little jarring um, and they use it occasionally throughout the series but kind of like how last episode they kind of did that jump back and forth sort of thing mm-hmm. they, they, yeah they try different you know techniques they try different stuff it seems like whatever sort of wor- you know works best for the situation but yeah we don't do a lot of in the head monologue but it happens here and it yeah. it wasn't even that funny. Like honestly, I, you no. wouldn't even need it. The look on Jerry's face could have just told the story of of it. Absolutely, he didn't say much. Um, you know, I think really that you know you you don't look like a doctor, but you know you play one in real life or some whatever he said, yeah. shit, something like that. Yeah, and it, yeah, exactly. His looks, just a reaction shot was all you needed. And any time, any really honestly, any time they go into the you know hearing the internal monologues, I don't care for it. It just it doesn't feel very Seinfeld to me. I I agree. And anytime it happens, it kind of takes me out of it. I'm like, yeah, this is not mm-hmm. Seinfeldy. But I got to give props for to Jason Alexander for letting Steve. Even Tobolowski like just molest his face during that yeah. scene. Just do everything, and he, <laughs> he blow in his face. I mean, I, I imagine yeah. they, they rehearsed all that, but like, like he didn't. He he didn't break at all. And there were a few times no. I thought uh, uh, Stephen Tobolowski was going to laugh, you know, at what was happening. Yeah, <laughs> but it was well, I mean, it, it was absurd. It was. It's perfectly true. It's fantastic. You love it when he's just. He's rubbing his hands. And you're like, okay, what is he going to do for it? And then he just shoves them on George's face. <laughs> like, and, oh, and Jason shit. Alexander doesn't even move. He just he takes it. Like, no. And that he right does. there is why Jason Alexander is a fantastic comedian because the the joke isn't always like you're not always doing the joke. You have to sometimes just be the the mm-hmm. straight man in the in a scene, you know. And this is just, I mean, proof positive why these everyone on this show is top of their game just the best there is at what they mm-hmm. do pretty much they're they're all wolverines essentially <laughs> yeah <laughs> that was, that was a little comic do. book reference for you <laughs> yeah yeah i got it but hopefully other people did too <laughs> see because wolverine is the best there is yeah, at what he yeah, does yeah that's that's what he says and, but and what he does isn't very nice <laughs> that's the that's, that's the line uh okay all right, uh, we cut to the doctor uh, who's out on the date with Elaine, and he's giving her a lesson about the tongue. It's just kind of funny. He's got her, her tongue, you know, in his hand, and he's going over all like the different parts of it, and he's very fascinated. That's a weird fucking doctor, that's for sure. Yeah, and it kind of ties back to the scene where Elaine was was hitting on him, um, and when when she leaves to go get his number, uh, Jerry says to George, uh, "Women always go after the doctors. They they just want a guy that knows everything about." the body but then guys we just want the body so that's mm-hmm. yeah that's that and so it kind of shows that oh he knows everything about the body he's like oh and then how does you know the tongue and what it is yada 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 it was it was loosely tied and at the end of the day these little scenes were i think kind of throwaway, a little filler if you will mm-hmm. uh so we cut back to our holistic man tor ekman uh, and he gives George this tea to drink. And Jerry's just kind of now, as opposed to doing his inner monologue in his head, now he's 
doing it externally. He's actually saying some of these weird comments. Um, just kind of like openly mocking Tor, which I found kind of strange. Like, why would they have the inner monologue before? And then now he's, you know, he's willing to kind of mock him. And this worked um, better. We, this mm-hmm. way was funnier. Yes. I liked this way better. Yeah. Yeah, it's just it's just uh, the inconsistency I thought was strange. Yeah, agreed, hundred uh, percent agreed. Yeah, but I agree. But it does seem more Jerry because Jerry doesn't hold back his comments. So why the fuck would he say something, you know, to himself earlier? <laughs> I mean, dude, I still say that's a shame all the time, <laughs> and that's yeah. that's a Jerry yeah, thing. <laughs> yep. Uh, so, uh, which I think was pretty damn funny is uh, Jerry uh, tries to get Tor to read the note that it's kind of like you know gone through a couple times. Uh, throughout the episode of Jerry trying to figure out what he says, he he says it to Tor, and and Tor obviously doesn't read it properly. I can't remember what he said, but it's just it's funny because it was obviously fucking wrong again. Yeah, but yet he laughed yeah. like he got the joke, and Jerry's like, yeah. oh, he, he gets it, and then he reads it back to him, and it's like something stupid that makes no sense, and Jerry's like, okay, you you didn't actually get it exactly. Uh, so George drinks the tea, and boom, we cut to George being turned purple. <laughs> His face is completely purple, uh, and. We get a very weird fucking scene here. I actually honestly dislike this scene where the EMTs are fighting each other, like about a chuckle, uh, about a missing chuckle. And chuckles are these jelly candies, and Jerry even kind of explains it. Uh, you know, they have a light layer of sugar, um, and they come in five flavors, uh, cherry, lemon, lime, orange, and licorice, in case you're curious. But I've never even seen a chuckle or heard of a chuckle ever in my life. And I dislike this scene because we get no setup. I mean, it's just it just seems so fucking random that these two EMTs, like, you know, the ambulance driver and the guy in the back are fucking fighting each other. And they're like, you know, going to ruin this guy's life who they're supposed to be doing their job. And I don't know. I'm sure that it's funny aspects about it. But now I'm just like, I don't know. It just didn't. It just seemed out of place and, and out of and coming out of nowhere. I I understand where you're coming from and I I I get it but I actually love that mm-hmm. scene. I thought it was mm. I thought it was funny. I thought it was fast-paced. It was unexpected. It was absurd. Um mm-hmm. I, and I don't know what the point was other than to get them in neck braces at the end, I guess. I, I don't know what like the point of it was other than just, yeah. just comedy, I guess. Um It was. Yeah, you didn't need them in neck braces, but I mean that, that yeah, it really didn't serve very much of a purpose. It it didn't, but I'm glad it was there. I really, really okay. enjoyed it because I thought the two EMTs were fucking ridiculous and, and they were great. They were they were hilarious. They were certainly ridiculous. Uh, but yeah, we're on we're on two different ends of the spectrum of that yeah. of that scene right there. Um so we we end or uh, we see the end of Elaine's date, uh, and you know the the doctor goes in for a kiss, and she's like, "No, fuck that! You know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna kiss you after all this tongue talk, basically." Um, and you know the, we see a you know the ambulance driver is still fucking like strung out. Um, yeah, he isn't watching the road. You know, he apparently went and beat up the one guy, and they <laughs> go back and they keep driving. But yeah, so they crash, uh, and we cut to the hospital, and George and Jerry are both in neck braces, and George, you know, has apparently got his tonsils taken out uh and so he can't really talk and he's trying to motion for for something and jerry can't figure it out elaine comes in and she brought him the ice cream that he always wanted and he's i mean i do really like george's reaction you know he just fucking like shakes like a crazy man he's so excited to get the ice cream like a little kid he's like a little kid he shakes like he's like this little arm yes. way thing <laughs> 
Yep, uh, the ice cream he never got. Uh, Elaine was nice and brought him that. She is so thoughtful. Uh, they end up turning on the hospital TV kind of randomly, and it's the exact same B movie that started the show, uh, you know, with Larry David saying the same line. And Jerry hears it this time the flaming globes of Sigmund. And he sees his note, and that's what it, you know, that's what he wrote down. He thought was so funny. That's not funny. And. <laughs> It's not. And, uh, yeah, that's the end of the episode, other than we have a stand-up bit. Yeah, it's an okay stand-up bit. Nothing nothing great. It's basically a stand-up bit about how medicine is sort of advancing so fast that heart attacks will just be like headaches at one point. And then he does like a mock of a famous you know 80s slash 90s uh i think it was bear aspirin where it's like i had a headache this big and then you know you kind of butcher arms out you know and then you know but then i took something this big and then make a motion of a of a pill and then now it's gone that was kind of the uh, kind of a famous ad so he's like oh i had a heart attack this big and i took a pill and now it's gone and that's that was it and i was like yeah that wasn't that wasn't very good (laughs) (laughs) no it was not. Uh, all right, let's go into our final thoughts on the episode. My man, Corey, tell me what you thought about the heart attack. I enjoyed this one. For me, it didn't start off too, too good, but like, like all right, I wasn't in love with it at first, but it's one of those episodes that it takes the the, the foundations of it and they, it keeps building and building and building. And I liked where the episode went. Um, it had some really classic parts with the you know the trying to suffocate George and all that kind of stuff. Um, I really enjoyed it. It wasn't perfect, uh, but it was a fun episode. And it was interesting to see this one and the one prior, George and Elaine's relationship. They seem a little bit closer this season. I feel later in the seasons, they kind of start breaking them apart a little bit, you know, um, making them like, you know, Jerry sort of the glue or whatever. But it was nice to see Elaine be sweet to George in this episode. Uh, But it has some real highlights. Truthfully, the, you know, I think the best part is Jerry trying to smother George. I mean, everyone's seen that yeah. scene, and it's just it, it still holds up. It holds up fantastically, truthfully. And then Stephen uh, Tobolowski, uh, I I was like, I remember this episode. I was actually a little surprised that this was coming. Like this episode, I was like, oh, I thought this, I thought his character in that scene was later in, in the series. I thought it was maybe like season three or something. Um, so I was like, oh, let me pay attention to it. And I, I feel like I just, I loved it more than I ever have because I was actually paying attention to what he was doing, and he was just fantastic in the way the way Jason Alexander just took everything that that he did. I thought that was just great. What uh, what what did you think overall of this uh, one? Well. I first want to respond to a couple of things that you brought up. Uh, one is George and Elaine's relationship because I do I, I agree with you, particularly this episode and the episode before. They seem a lot tighter now than they are in later episodes. Specifically, and and I was gonna wait till we talk about whatever that episode is, but it's probably for a ways off. And I'll bring it up again though. There's an entire time where you know they have trouble they don't want to hang out with each other because they don't really hang out together alone like we've never hung out together alone but we just saw that actually in the episode before this where they're hanging out alone at George's uh, old job party you know and they're scheming together and here they seem like close enough friends that she is sentimental and, and brings him ice cream and shit like that so they obviously do have a close enough relationship but they do as you say they kind of drift away from it and jerry seem has to become like the glue of the entire group um but you know 
you know, come later on when we get to that episode where they're like, oh, we never hung out together alone. It's like, well, bullshit. We saw that. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. And I don't know. It, it. I guess it works better when they move away because it, it makes things more dynamic and interesting. But this is more realistic to me. Like, you know, even though like all four of you are friends, you're still going to have, you know, you're, you, mm-hmm. Elaine and, and George are going to be friends. I can see like why maybe Elaine and, and Kramer aren't. But then like, you know, George and Kramer have their relationship. It, it happens within a friend group mm-hmm. you know you get these little different little you know venn diagrams these little crossovers but yeah i guess as a show and as like more of a of a character thing it just was probably easier to say oh jerry's the glue for for all of them yeah so all right so uh, i'll talk about my thoughts on the episode i didn't like this episode as much as you did um i thought this was okay like, this is still a seinfeld episode which means it is so watchable there are a couple standout moments the pillow smothering a standout moment. Steven Tobolowski, standout character, standout moment. Uh, but I would put this on like the bottom third, you know, tier of episodes in that range. You know, you get like a classic scene of like the of uh, Larry David, you know, you know, doing his cameo. But to me, it's not a classic scene because it's good. It's only classic because it is Larry David in a cameo. And so that's what makes it, you know, funny to people rewatching it or knowing, you know, who he is or like the history of Seinfeld, that kind of thing. Um, the ambulance scene, really, I honestly, I don't like it in a writing standpoint. I think it's it's weak sauce when it comes to writing in a show that has fantastic writing. This comes out of nowhere and I don't like that. Um, yes, it's crazy. You know, and if you just want to enjoy the madness of it, you know, enjoy it. You know, this Seinfeld is still fantastic. I still enjoyed myself watching this episode, but when it comes to comparing it to other Seinfeld episodes, I think it's weak sauce. Um, and, and, and particularly if this was my first time watching this episode, you know, even with like the whole B movie storyline and Jerry trying to figure out what he said, I didn't think was all that funny of a storyline. Uh, so, you know, if I was the first time watching it, I'd be like, what the fuck did I just watch? And so I give this two out of five flaming globes of Sigmund. Only two. <laughs> well, that's so that's lower than uh, the previous episode, uh, The Revenge. So if you if mm-hmm. you guys are listening to these out of order, uh, the the episode prior, uh, we did the, the episode The Revenge, and we were both kind of lukewarm on it. So I wanted to ask yeah. you, uh, do you think this one is lesser than that one? And I guess because you gave that one a 2.5, <laughs> so I, I assume yes. so, huh? Yeah. You got my answer, brother. Um, Yeah, I I mean, yes, it's still watchable. I mean, all of these episodes are watchable, but I I didn't think, I think writing-wise, with the whole trying to figure out what he said, you know, yeah, it's still comical. I still enjoy it. It's still fine. It's an okay episode, man, but it's not a great episode. Yeah. No, I, I totally feel you, where you're coming from. Yeah. Um, and, in you know, comedy subjective. So, you know, you find some things funny. I get yeah. it. Like, because the ambulance thing, that's a whole, like, that's like two minutes. Like, if you don't find that funny, that's that's a waste of two minutes for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, in a show that's only 22 minutes long or whatever, like, you got to make every sort of thing count. So mm-hmm. I totally get it. And at the same time, I think we can all agree that we all love Seinfeld. So even the worst episodes, I, yes. I would still rather watch them than anything else you know um absolutely but, but we also can't like everything a 10 you know a five like everything can't be perfect so there has to be variations and i i'm enjoying this i enjoy us honestly sometimes it makes the conversation more interesting when when we don't see eye to eye yeah. on on if we like the episode or not i agree yeah all right so our friendship remains which is <laughs> we're not like those two ambulance drivers and the emts no we we will not be fighting each other uh in a back alley and moving on from that, we are going to stick together and continue to bring all of you every single episode of Seinfeld until we are done. 
Uh, and until then, Corey, my man, where can we find you out in the podcast verse? Yes, sir. Um, on on the in- interwebs, on Instagram, that's where I'm most active. You can follow me personally at Corey Nation. And then in the old podcast verse, uh, you can hear me weekly on the NSFW Gamer Podcast with my buddy Noah. We're talking about video games and pop culture and all that kind of stuff. And you can also find me on Podcasting After Dark with my buddy Zach. Uh, we talk about horror movies and like cult movies from like the 70s, 80s, and 90s. And that's a part of the Blast From Our Past network. So with uh, the Blast From Our Past podcast and Cartwright. So it fits nicely in there. And all of those you can find on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Stitcher, etc. All right. That sounds fantastic. I am not podcasting as much as you sir you see you're getting your voice out there like crazy on like four different podcasts i only have a measly two podcasts this one and my other podcast called blast from our past podcast that i do with my brother and you are also on that one every now and then as well and we are talking all things nostalgia you can find us on instagram at blast past cast and facebook at the blast from our past net or blast from our past podcast and uh yeah if you like this you'd probably like that and a little bit of this a little bit of that and a little bit of everything baby <laughs> a little, a little yeah. bit of here a little bit of there and yeah. and and just real quick it's it's interesting i just thought about it uh, uh but uh, you know, yes, I'm on a lot of podcasts, but you guys were my start. I on uh, doing the the Monster Squad episode with you guys that mm. pretty much opened uh, opened the door for me, dude. So I yeah, got those I, those juices flowing. It got my juices flowing, and I truthfully, truthfully, from the bottom of my heart, have to thank you and your brother John for for giving me that that opportunity and this one as well, dude. It's it's been so much fun. <laughs> it sounds like well, this is our well, final episode, yeah. but it's not. We've literally <laughs> in the grand in the grand scheme of things, we've literally just begun. We have years oh God, to yes. go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, if anybody hasn't gone and listened to that uh, Monster Squad episode, you all should. It's a fantastic episode. Corey uh, talked so much about Monster Squad and the real Ghostbusters that we had like 30 minutes of extra footage that I didn't use and we just kind of put in for a bonus episode because this man loves his fucking Monster Squad and real Ghostbusters. So go check those out as well. Well, it, it doesn't hurt that you uh, you guys are real easy to talk to. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, And uh, we will see you guys next week on Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. Cartwright! Hello, everybody. I'm Adam. I'm John. And every week we are giving you a blast from our past. We are the podcast that brings you full-on movie breakdowns, TV show reviews, album reviews, top tens, and more, all from the things of our nostalgic past. So please join us every single week on the Blast From Our Past podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, however you listen to podcasts, you can find us, and we would love to have you take a trip with us to the land of nostalgia.